0: The war is near.
1: Something's happening. I'm not the Jedi I should be. Know the power of the dark side, Anakin. Very dangerous putting them together. I don't think the boy can handle it.
2: It's you by Darth Vader.
1: You are the chosen one!
3: The Jedi turned against me.
1: Don't you turn against me.
0: again, you're breaking my heart.
2: it, PG-13. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, present, and future. My name is Jason, and joining me tonight, from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hello, Chris. Hello, everybody. Also joining us tonight, from Bendham, to the Black Series, Vintage to Modern, from Star Wars Collecting Cosmos podcast, our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Good to
0: be here once again.
2: And we also have Jake from, from ForlomToZuckus.com. How hey, Jake. are you doing? Somebody's missing for the uh, second show in a oh. row. Ooh. Still out on a special assignment.
3: It's a long assignment. He has.
2: He hasn't quit the show. We asked him to leave, but he refused. You now, Tom's out again tonight, unfortunately. I'm sure he's dying to talk about uh, this uh, little celebration we're going to have tonight about uh, the 10th anniversary of Revenge of the Sith. But uh, and maybe Tom can give us our thoughts on Revenge of the Sith on, on the next Yeah, episode.
3: and it, you'll have to beep the whole thing out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Did he hate Revenge I know he really hated The Phantom Menace, and I know he really hated Attack no, of the just, Did he really he hate Revenge just of the Sith? just didn't
1: care at that point. Okay. Apathy.
2: <laughs> I think this voice
1: got team. stolen sometime in 2004, 2005 or something like that, I think. Uh-huh. And okay. he, he really, he, he
2: just really
3: didn't care, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he did go to see it, right? He was at the theater he saw it right yeah Yeah, Yeah, okay all right well we'll ask tom about that next time we talk to him um so like i said this show we are commemorating the 10th anniversary of revenge of the sith and we're gonna just uh, reflect on 10 years of revenge of the sith toys uh revenge of the sith originally premiered may i believe it was may 19th 2005. Um. All right. I'm pretty sure. I thought I go- I googled it a little earlier. Can anybody confirm that?
3: The Googles are loading. Um Yeah. Anything after May 25th is kind of all a blur to me.
2: <laughs> May 19th, 2005 in the US it, it gotcha. premiered. Okay. Um We've done similar shows like this. We did a 30th anniversary for Return of the Jedi a couple of years ago. And last year we did the 15th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. Um, not sure when we're going to get around to an anniversary show for uh, Attack of the Clones, although I'd like to do one.
0: And uh, we could be but... like Hasbro and just not care.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I thought this would be a good chance to just look back uh ten years. In some ways ten years is a long time, but in other ways it seems pretty recent. Um it's kinda weird. I I I, uh, I have a hard time uh uh quantifying the ten years in my head, thinking if it feels like it's been a while or if this just happened. Um you want
3: to, I just saw the uh someone posted a meme on Facebook. I saw it for the first time today. Episode 1 came out 16 years after Jedi. Or after, yeah. And Force Awakens is coming out 16 years after stinking uh, The Phantom.
2: Phantom yeah. Menace. <laughs> it's
3: just like, oh.
2: Yeah, doesn't seem like the same amount of time no. to me. Well, and, but and are
3: you as nostalgic now about phantom in the prequel as you were it's being a prequel as you were for the ot
2: i think the, yeah probably I think not. the
3: absence though definitely makes it grow fonder because i mean we didn't have star wars mm-hmm. in the yeah, exactly flame light i think that's the big difference right. that people when they try to make that right. comparison they are forgetting that fact right
2: um when uh before you know, before the movie came out, we had some preview figures, which uh, we probably aren't getting for the Force Awakens. No. Um, there were four figures that were initially uh, initially produced.
3: You don't think San Diego Comic Con could do a preview set, would uh, they? Would that be the worst thing ever? I think
2: that would be cruel. I oh. think that would be cruel. In
3: the past, this I, I, is
0: definitely a possibility. They've done oh, things like this X-
1: before. I'm totally with Ryan on this one. I actually, at first I thought they would not do that because they had mentioned that they're not going to show the toys until like New York Toy Fair. At least that mm-hmm. was the rumor. Yeah. But now everything points to San Diego and, you know, why would they not do that? You know, yeah. I mean, why not? I, I really think that, that that they'll have something. So You think so? Before I, think I said, if... before I said I don't think so, but now I do think so, yeah.
0: If they do, I think that'll it'll, it'll go along as the way they've done things in the past where it'll be something that's also available at retail with either special packaging or something slightly different with it. So you'll be able to probably get what's coming out there later on, but maybe not all of what it is.
3: I I can I'm I have to just calm myself for the for fire that will rage within me when I try to put it in my cart 14 times and it crashes every time on that like Tuesday after San Diego (laughs) comic-con.
2: Well, (sighs) I, I, I I would, you know, I, I would like star Wars, the figures to be, I want, I would love for everyone to experience getting the preview figures like we have for all the other movies. Uh, It's never been hard before. If they make it difficult this time, I guess that, you know, it's not the end of the world, but uh, I hope that's not the route they go. But uh, time will tell. Um, but back to Revenge of the Sith, the uh, four figures that were uh, released to retail were uh, General Grievous, uh, Tion, Medan, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, from the planet Utapah. Yeah. He kind of looks like uh, the Inquisitor. Yeah. yeah, same species. Um, a Wookiee Warrior. Um and R four R four G nine. And I think that was fun. Four figures. Uh they I guess they did four figures with Attack of the Clones as well. So that's uh a pretty good little preview assortment. Um and and those figures really didn't give much away about the movie at all. So I thought it was they were safe and and they were fun.
3: I remember I was pretty happy about R4G9 because if you guys recall, I'm pretty sure that is the droid that we were able to pick the dome color on StarWars.com. Do you guys remember that? They Phelps.com no. asked what color we should make uh, Obi-Wan's droid in the film, and that was the one that we were able to pick. Those were one of the options, and that was the one that obviously got approved and then came out with a figure right away from it so i I thought it was kind of exciting
2: do you remember exactly how far ahead these figures came out before the movie i think to remember february february so that's what i think to remember okay so that's a good amount of time before the movie was released
3: yeah these were sitting on pegs i recall for a while
2: Yeah, and these were not hard to find. From no. if my these were real, they were definitely plentiful. Mm-hmm.
3: It seems like all preview figures were pretty. Yeah, I mean, Attack of the Clones is even worse. Those things sat around forever.
2: Yeah. So the uh, figures i I believe the figures eventually the uh, the 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 uh, Midnight uh, Madness they had for Revenge of the Sith was in April. Was that April, right? April second. April second, and they. Uh, had quite a lot of items out. Um, they had about... Uh, they had three and three-quarter-inch figures, um, action assortment figures, action figures with vehicles. Um, they had play sets. Uh, Darth Vader voice changer. We talked about that last show. Galactic heroes. Uh, force battlers. um
3: Battle arenas,
2: attack, attack, tactics, tactics. Um, Star Wars buddies. They had the uh, ask the Yoda the question. Ask Yoda (laughs) a question. I've got that on my desk here. Um, Jedi Force figures, which were larger than they are now. They also had unleashed figures um, of I think Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin, and General Grievous from the were the first ones they put out. Um, but to quite a bit of quite a bit of merchandise. I believe it was more than uh, what came out for the previous film uh, attack of the clones. Ryan, what's your, uh, what are your impressions of the uh, amount of stuff that was out around that time?
0: It was a lot. Uh, I do remember picking all that up. I know I didn't pick it all up at once. Like I did for phantom menace and it was definitely far more than we got for attack of the clones. I, I don't know if it was quite as much as phantom menace, Uh but th- there was quite a bit, and it was exciting. I-, I remember being really excited to go hit and pick up the stuff. I don't think I went to a Midnight Madness. Was there one for Revenge of the Sith?
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't. Maybe I did. I- I'm not remembering it right now off the top of my head, but uh... Uh, yeah, I-, I don't remember. But I remember picking up several things at Target in the morning. Like, I remember going to Target at 8 o'clock in the morning when it opened and, and picking up quite a few
3: figures there at that time, too. You had um, to be at Target in line to get the coupon for the exclusive, right?
0: Oh that's right. They had the, the Lava, Lava Vader. Vader. The yeah, Lava Vader. I, you had I, to
3: get I a definitely coupon went for that. it.
0: And uh, you know, I was battling the Hot Wheels collectors to get into Target that morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it was a lot it was exciting. I remember looking at a lot of the figures and they were really cool. And they had things like the the Royal Guard where you they had this change out where one was the blue Senate guard, one was the red royal guard mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And it was fun. It was stuff I was excited about, it was, was looking forward to get, which is like when Attack of the Clones came out, I, I was broke. I didn't have any money to buy that stuff. And really a lot of it wasn't that exciting. I think I was more excited for the Luke and Vader that came out at the same time than the actual Attack of the Clones figures. Uh, it, it was fun. And it definitely got me bigger into Star Wars collecting if there is a way to do that at that time than, than some other things.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jake, what were your impressions of the uh, launch
3: it was—we made a whole day of it. I think I mentioned it before on a previous show that I went out with a, a group of guys, Greg Hansen, Jason Wood, Danny. A bunch of us went out, and we car- caravaned all over uh, Washington State, going from store to store. We were trying to be at as many stores as we could throughout the night. So we hit—I think it was Bellevue was the big one— um, we hit at Midnight Madness, and so that's where I got the first hands-on with a lot of the product. And then eventually, we made our way all over, all through the night until like Target opened in the morning because they didn't do midnight. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. The Midnight Madness was fantastic. The amount of stuff um, was yeah, was a bit overwhelming. Uh, again. I focused on the three and three quarter and didn't pay much attention to the other lines. Like, I still to this day don't really have any good representations of like the, the big Jedi force. I think I picked up an Obi Wan and that was about it. So I didn't pay a lot of attention to the sidelines. Uh, a tactics, I think I got like in, uh, you know, my, I think my mom bought a bunch on clearance and that's about the only way I got those. So I didn't focus on a lot of the other stuff. But for the figures, yeah, it was a it was a big release. I do have to say that, as exciting it as it was to get new stuff from you know and explore the figures because we don't know what they're doing yet because we haven't seen the movie, the packaging is not uh, my most favorite. So um, that is one drawback to the Revenge of the Sith line that I have.
2: <laughs> yeah, they've kind of got these oddly shaped bubbles on this uh, kind of cartoonish. Vader looking down in some lava.
0: Yeah, you, you know, Jake, when you were talking about you going around and, and Greg specifically triggered this in my mind because I think I ran into him when I found out this. But Walmart had a big deal for that too. Yeah, they they, we, they had like like an outdoor in the tent Star Wars area that you could buy stuff at.
3: Absolutely, and
0: they had tons of displays, and then they had the um, the early bird pick kit thing that you could buy. That you sent away for it was a Luke uh Luke Leia R2 and Chewy, just like the original, they were modern, but uh that you could you can pick that up at Walmart at the same time too.
3: That's funny. If you ran into Greg, you would have ran into me. I just don't recall right now. We knew each other then. I just didn't I didn't recall running India, but um Greg and I eventually ended up going way south because we called all the surrounding because we're in the South Sound, in South Puget Sound, Tacoma area below Seattle, and none of our Walmarts were doing that tent sale. I think there was one way up north and there was one way down south. Centralia really? is like way down south. So Greg and Jason and I, we drove all the way down south after being up all night. I had pictures, and I think I posted I think I mentioned this a year or two ago on the show. I have pictures, and in the background, full-on proof, photographic evidence, is one Tom Burgess checking out the <laughs> Revenge of the <laughs> yeah, merchandise. Yeah,
2: I've seen that.
3: <laughs> Yeah. So, yes, he was out and about. But, yeah, we went all the way down there because they were the only ones that reported to have the uh, early bird kit that we thought would be the most rare thing in the world. Little did we all know that Walmarts would clear those out for about 40 cents apiece.
2: <laughs> uh, Chris, what about you at the uh, launch? Oh, yeah. It was it was totally cool.
1: The Midnight Madness, um, I think we talked about it on the previous show. We uh, did. We but, did. yeah. It was just insane. I mean, I went up to uh, uh, Marysville at midnight. There's a super center Walmart. Walmart. Um, there I don't know how many people in line, 50, 60 people in line, um, something like that. I remember seeing Gus up there and Earl and um, a whole bunch of Salt Lake people were up there as well. Um, hit that Walmart, bought a bunch of stuff there. Drove back down to Linwood uh, where Toys R Us had a midnight madness as well going on. And there are still... I don't know what time I got there. Maybe around one or so, but they were still open and people were still looking through stuff, and uh, you know, picked up a couple of things there, and came home. I don't know what time, like three or so in the morning, and opening toys basically. So I went to sleep at about I don't know. I don't know what time it was, like three, four o'clock in the morning or something. But I remember only getting about a couple of hours of sleep, because um, I wanted to get that lava vader the next morning at Target. Yes. So. You know, got up, um, hardly got any sleep, went to Target up in Northgate. And there are four people in line, which I saw the night before as well uh, up in Marysville. So it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so picked up Lava Vader. And just like you said, Jake, there, there was no Walmart that had um, the early bird kit set up for Midnight Madness because the one up in Linwood, they did have the whole tent set up in front of the store but they weren't open 24 hours back then. Um, so after I picked up my stuff at Target, I then drove up back to, to the Walmart in Linwood and they had the tent there and they had the early bird kit. And um, yeah, it was, just, it was just crazy awesome. It was like a whole, it was almost a whole weekend of just hunting for toys and checking out to see what the stores put out and trying to get all the exclusives they had. And um, yeah, it was awesome. Totally, totally cool.
3: That was really cool, and it, I agree with you. It's uh, it was a whole weekend because I know that either because there were so many people there, or because of the case breakdowns. Unlike the Phantom Menace, where every store just about got like everything for Revenge of the Sith, the case assortments that went to different stores were different. So some stores did not get the whole wave that was out, and so you kind of had to go to store to store and like, okay, do you have a Royal Guard here? Do you have the red or the blue? you had to kind of chase down all the figures that were launched that first day.
2: Yeah, it was pretty exciting. I, um, had just moved when, uh, revenge of the Sith came out and I, uh, did not have a lot of extra money. So I pretty much just picked up the figures I liked and then, uh, which was a lot of them, but, uh, slowly started picking up the figures after that. Um, i missed out on a lot of the vehicles a lot of the, the play sets and other things so and i'm still to this day trying to uh to finish the revenge of the sith collection but um it definitely was fun seeing all the stuff i didn't didn't go to the midnight madness like uh like chris and jake but um i remember seeing all the stuff in the store uh, i think i went like during lunch at work or something so, like previous shows, we've kind of done best and worst of, and uh you know this is we're gonna do a quick uh just a list of our what we think are the best and worst f- figures vehicles um and i'll start with uh, Chris, uh, what is your? Uh, what do you think is the best? And we're talking all time. We're gonna we're we're kind of going to talk about the whole ten years of anniversary. The ten. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about the full ten years of Revenge of the Sith toys. Um, so anything's on the table. What do you think is the best Revenge of the Sith uh, three and three quarter inch action figure so far?
1: Um, well, I picked your least favorite character. <laughs> um general grievous from the vintage collection um i think take crown um it's a tall figure um it has 24 points of articulation and that's 24 points of articulation in a basic in a basic figure that's pretty pretty amazing i think um it's taller it's just nicely sculpted and really nicely painted like the weathering on it and stuff um so I would go with that one. I think that is a really, really cool, cool figure. Um, <clears throat> the other figure that I was going to pick, um, I was in between either picking this one or the Anakin Skywalker, which is battle damaged. Um, that was the one that was actually released during the Revenge of the Sith line in two thousand five. It's the one that's all burned up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, um, you know, it was kind of cool that they did that figure, you know. Um, Considering that you know they always talk about the being toys and being for the kids and everything, but that is a pretty, uh, pretty interesting figure to release with all these burn marks and you know, you can you can take the arms off the figure and everything and the legs and so that would have been my my second choice, but I, I go with uh, General Grievous from the vintage collection.
2: And that and that General Grievous was was that from like 2011 or something? Is that when that came out? Yes, uh, I,
3: approximately. I
2: yeah. Um, Jake, I'll go to you. What was your? Uh, what's your? What do you consider the best Revenge of the Sith figure of all time? That's
3: a good, good question. Um, for folks who want to play along at home, a great, great way to take a look at the figures we'll be talking about all in one place would be, of course, Chris's uh, Jedi Business page. If you go to uh, the movies up. On the top bar and scroll down to uh, Revenge of the Sith, you see every figure from Revenge of the Sith in the database all in one place. So you can take a look at what we're talking about all in one place. Nice job, Chris. Um, the best figure. You know what? I'm going to give big shout-outs to, and I think we talked about this. Jason, I know you and I are in the same uh uh, same boat here that we really liked the senators from episode one. I think once again they did a really nice job. They didn't make many of them this time, but like Ask Ak, they made the uh, re-ease looking senator. He's, he was done really, really well. As was the, um, uh, what was his name? Pudo? Uh, or maybe he was a separatist. Was he a senator or a separatist? No, Mina Tills was the. Calamari, who was done really, really well. I'm not saying these are my best. I think they just need to have a shout-out because they're not the most exciting figures, of course, for, you know, especially kids. But figure-wise, man, they're done really, really well. Poe Nudo was one that was done later on that was done really well. They've done well with Senators. But um, I have to say, uh, this is a hard one because there's a difference between the best figure made and my favorite figure made. Um, I I I might go with my favorite figure just because there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good quality versions of figures made. Like Count Dooku was done really, really well uh in the uh Revenge of the Sith line. Like it's probably the best the 2005 Dooku is really well. They want the cloth cape and stuff. But I think I am going with, for my favorite, I really, really like the design and the look and not the, the super amount of articulation of Commander Bly from 2005. I love that armor. that, that the, the gear he wears and the way, the way he wears it, I think the figure was done really well. So I have a soft spot for Commander Bly. Okay. Which which is, you know, essentially the same as the red and what green version they did also mm-hmm. as well. So.
2: So th- this is the yeah, you're talking about the battle gear, Commander Bly, battle gear. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, he is pretty cool. Uh Ryan, I'll go to you. I had to research this.
0: And uh my my top figure Without a doubt, it should be surprised. is the Black Series Darth Vader that came out this last year. Uh, that is technically a Revenge of the Sith figure. Um, the helmet's symmetrical, and it says Revenge of the Sith on the, on the card, I believe. So I'm going to go with that because, without a doubt, the best Darth Vader figure that's ever been put out. But I will give honorable mention to Masamata, uh, who came out at the Revenge of the Sith time. He had a tongue that you could attach that came out of his head. Um, they did a Masamata for Episode 1. This one was like so much bigger, so much better. Uh, was dead on for the uh, for the movie, and like what Jake said, he was talking about all the senators. Whatever toy line could you buy that you got all sorts of pol- politicians? Is there any other toy line that makes as many politicians?
3: No, not even close. No. But- <laughs> and they make them well. They make yeah. them well is the crazy thing. Yeah,
0: and I also had a runner up of crispy Anakin that uh, that Chris mentioned there. I thought that was a really well done figure, and you know you can switch it out the outer hood and head you could actually kind of set in the background and it looks like its own figure sitting there, uh, with crispy Anakin out yep. in the front. I usually have him on the the tray that the Vader was on too. Uh, but yeah, great figures.
2: Yeah. Um, I, it, oddly enough, Ryan, my picks pretty much mirror your picks for best figure. I'm going to go with the uh, battle damaged, uh, Anakin Skywalker um or crispy or crispy anakin or uh, um i've heard i've seen i remember when this figure came out people were referring to him as Kentucky Fried Anakin <laughs> um i love that you can uh you know his legs come off and uh and uh you can you really get the feel of the last scene of revenge of the sith which is probably one of the most powerful scenes probably in the whole prequel trilogy Um, it's just a really cool figure. Um, and like Ryan also said that, uh, revenge of the Sith, Darth Vader from last year, um, from the black series three and three quarter inch is another fantastic figure. I never imagined I'd want another Darth Vader figure because how many have we had in the last, uh, 37 years, like tons and this Vader actually managed to capture something that uh, they haven't before, especially for the uh, the uh, Revenge of the Sith Vader. The helmet just is dead on. You look at it and you say, that is that is Vader from Revenge of the Sith. Um, so I wish I had something original to say that uh, you guys hadn't already mentioned, but those, those were my picks that I picked before I heard your list, so I'm not going to change it. Going next to the worst Revenge of the Sith figure oh. of all time, uh, I'll go right to Chris. Where are you at on this?
1: Um, the worst one has to be, without a doubt, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Force Jump attack figure from 2005. <laughs> it was um, packed together with a battle droid, but basically the figure had this action fe- feature where you could press uh, your index finger on the head, and you would grab the figure on the bottom with your thumb, and then you would slowly slide your, your index finger off the head, and then the figure would basically jump up in the air a little, which, which was basically the forced jump attack. Um, I, I really dislike this figure, and it looks really ugly with, with these loose joints standing on the shelf, so that to me is by far the worst uh, Revenge of the Sith figure
3: that they've made.
2: Do you think they're going to make these kind of gimmicky figures for The Force Awakens?
3: I think it's too expensive. I say
2: no. No, you think so, Chris?
1: Mm, yeah, I'm with Jake. It doesn't look like they're heading
2: that way. Ryan, what do you think? They'll
0: they'll do it. They'll they'll have some sort of gimmick in there. It may not be the same as this. <laughs> There's always a gimmick with this stuff when it comes out. Um,
2: you think we're going to see buttons on people's butts and whatever else they've done in the past, push their button and watch their arms go up and down and squeeze their legs and watch them. Yeah. Who knows? Tilt their head. They
0: they always like to capture some kidified action feature with the the new movie releases. I think there'll be something. It may not be as big as what we've seen in the past. Uh, With Revenge of the Sith here, with, with what Chris mentioned, there was a couple figures in the main line that had, you know, the squeeze the legs together and they they did an action type of thing. There'll be something mm-hmm. like that.
3: I'm sure.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the action stuff either. I did like the one. Is it the Darth Sidious where you press his feet up and his <laughs> his, his arm raises or no, something? No, his I head spins. Like right, palpate. he
3: goes from Sidious his, to Palpatine. Is that what, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that one for some. But weird it's more reason. of
3: a it's more of a McDonald's <laughs> Happy Meal toy than a.
2: Yeah. Ten dollar that, actually. Exorc- that's the exorcist uh,
0: Palpatine right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um Jake, what do you in your opinion, what's the worst revenge revenge of the Sith figure of all time?
3: You know, that that is the probably the hardest question that you sent over. What is the worst? Because you know, we said that there was a lot of merch out for this movie on its initial run. Well, with that amount of merch, you have that amount, the same. Proportion of turds coming out. There was just... There, there was quite a few figures where they just missed the mark. Much like Chris said on the the jumping Obi-Wan, I... um From the battle arena sets, I think the Anakin from the Trade Federation Cruiser one, where he looks like he's getting ready to fist bump somebody <laughs> and permanently stuck up in the air almost like he's going to maybe even do a fist raise or a fist pump <laughs> and his his yeah. he, he's kind of crouched over kind of like he could be getting ready to pull down his pants um he's got a saber that's permanently molded into his hand and if it's if yours is anything like me it came mine it came uh, warped to begin with and doesn't even look like a saber it looks like a scimitar or something it's so bent this figure was just it was just the the and even when you go to the sculpting the the arm that's up in the air even looks completely in proportion to what an actual action figure fist up in the air would look like. It's just molded too thick. His face sculpt isn't done. It's just he gets my vote. Anakin from the Battle Arena. Horrible figure. And my honorary mention would be the Wookiee Warriors. Not the one that came out with the preview Mm -hmm. figure. That was called a Wookiee Warrior 2. But the one that came with that long, thin shield. (laughs) And it came in two different... or I think there was even three different... Uh, paint apps to them there's a dark brown there's a light brown and there's like a white brown or something right. um yeah the, that that figure it was just it just looks really cheesy it doesn't look screen accurate in the slightest um yeah so those would be my those would be my stinkers that you know that we've had some other ones in recent history, you know, I know that you like the Sidious that came out in the Mission series a year or so ago. But he, when you're looking at action figures and we're taking a look at, you know, all of them next to each other, you're like, ooh, yeah, that one missed the mark as well. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, Ryan, what do you consider to be the worst figure of all time from Revenge of the Sith?
0: I have a tie. Uh, one being the uh, the jumping Obi-Wan Kenobi that Chris mentioned. That thing was just crap. Uh, when, we, when you look at it, the robe, it's a cloth robe on it, and it doesn't match up with the arms. So there's a little bit of white showing through at the shoulders. But uh, Chris covered that pretty well. So the other one I'm going to say is the General Grievous with Exploding Body. From the outset, this looks like a cool figure. From the outset, you know it's got he's got his cloak all the way over him, like you see early on in Revenge of the Sith. It looks great. The problem with this figure is it will not stay together. I don't know about you guys, mine is pretty much glued together at this point because all the time I'd find the top half of him falling over, and even when I glued the feet down, the top half would still fall off. And it it was you know you could open it up and it had his guts inside, a little like green mushy. Plastic piece in there, rubber plastic in there for his guts. But uh, I hate this figure. It just—it's always falling apart. It never worked right. N- this is one of my worst figures, definitely. I, I go with that for Revenge of the. Sith.
2: Okay. Um, I also have a tie for worst figures of all time from Revenge of the Sith, and for me, they would have to be the two figures that came with the Mustafar playset, the Darth Vader and the obi-wan kenobi um it's the anakin darth vader it's before he uh got the black suit uh these figures don't even really mesh with the rest of the figures that were released for the line they look very rubbery i think they barely have five points of articulation they might not even have that many they're they're um they're really stiff. I don't think they're – I actually don't even know if their legs have any articulation. I haven't looked at them in a long time because they're so bad I hit them from <laughs> myself, so I'd never have to look at them again. Um, the, the the paint job is very sloppy. It's like they had to make the – They want, it's like they wanted to include some figures with this playset, but they had to make the absolute cheapest figures possible to uh, price it in. So the Anakin and Obi Wan from the Mustafar Final Duel playset, definitely my pick for the worst two figure or worst figure they tie of all time for Revenge of the Sith. Um, You're
3: giving me motivation.
2: Obi Wan looks. Obi Wan looks. Uh, the expression on his face is just bizarre. He looks stoned <laughs> or something, and I, I don't know. So, I'm gonna
3: have to open that set. I'm going to have to open that set now just because you will be,
2: you will be, you will be uh, severely disappointed at the, what you find. Um, another thing I really don't like about those two figures is that the, uh, the, the play set comes with like some platforms. So, so Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin can stand on the platforms and simulate the duel from revenge of the Sith. Well, the thing is these figures have different size foot peg holes than the other figures. So if you want to switch out the figures on your playset and put some better figures in, the footholes are uh, the foot pegs are too small for the rest of the figures, so they won't even um, sustain uh, a normal figure. so you're really stuck just using these really terrible figures i uh I can't express how disappointed I am at those figures so that's that's you definitely... know what i
0: remember what those figures look like now i, I have to go back and look because i replaced them with the uh, later on the target did the lava anakin and lava um obi-wan and i put those in that playset. set i probably just hot glued their feet onto those deals or later on they had the uh the pieces that came with uh later uh, obi-wan and anakin that were kind of like the things they were on for those but yeah i forgot all about those figures
2: uh chris just messaged us a uh... A photo of that uh that that force jump attack Obi-Wan. <laughs> I forgot how terrible that thing looks. Oh my oh, God. He yeah. just sent it he just sent a picture
3: of the Mustafar worst. Obi-Wan and that thing.
2: Yeah. Uh. They're both really bad. So they definitely <laughs> but I hadn't looked at that uh force jump attack Obi-Wan in a long time. That is probably the worst use of soft goods ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a bad figure. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, that you know
0: Obi Wan is terrible. Oh. I forgot. That.
3: This is actually really good. This is actually <laughs> really good for us and our listeners because <laughs> a lot of people have been squeaking online about maybe some of the pain apps lately, and we can go, yeah. "Hey, nothing new, man. Every once in a while, they miss a figure, you know."
2: This yeah. Obi Wan
3: from Mustafar playset, make- his eyes are
2: completely
3: lopsided.
2: And, and and his his the whole look of his face. I mean he looks like honestly he looks like um like a figure of Jesus you would see crucified. He looks just terrible. Oh um, yeah. So that's funny.
3: Oh horrible. Please make that the cover image for this for this, for this episode.
2: Yes. Okay, I might just melting might
3: Obi-Wan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um okay, so moving moving away from the figures. Um let's go on to vehicles. Uh Chris, what is the best vehicle from Revenge of the Sith? Um, the best
1: vehicle I would go with the Turbo Tank. I know it was released in the Clone Wars line and it came with a Clone Wars animated style Clone Trooper, but it appeared in Revenge of the Sith, so I would go with the Turbo tank. It's huge. It's got so many play features. It's it's just awesome. Awesome mm-hmm.
2: vehicle. Yeah, so, it is a cool. Yeah, I agree. That is a fantastic vehicle. It's weird thinking of Star Wars vehicles with wheels though. That's my that would be my only
3: but. yes, hey, yeah. You didn't collect the mini rigs. That's we, that's right. There's you a, were a reason all about the MTV going <laughs> up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do like that vehicle though. I think it's a it's, it's a better vehicle than the uh, the ATTE that they released the year previous mm-hmm. because it's it's just a lot more stable. It's a really stable toy. You know, if kids want to play with the Turbo Tank, it's not going to fall apart on them. No. Right. Yeah, that's a good pick, Chris. Uh, yeah. Jake, what do you think is the best vehicle from the uh, three the three and three quarter inch scale vehicle from? Uh, Revenge of the Sith.
3: At first, I thought you meant just from the Revenge of the Sith line, and I just kind of dawned on me how pathetic the vehicles kind of were from that line. I mean, we really didn't get that many. We got a gunship, which was a reissue, and we got like four versions of the same Jedi Starfighter just repainted. Um, we got Grievous's uh, ship, and we got a couple of Wookie fighters. So, really, at the initial launch, the Ark fighter was about the only real cool new one that came out. But, um, but Chris, I'm gonna agree with Chris. Chris took the one that I was gonna say too. Overall, uh, spent the most time, especially with my uh, kids. They loved playing with the Turbo Tank. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun vehicle. It's a fun vehicle. It's the same. It's got the same toy um it's got the same play features and the same feeling as the addats do and so you know opening compartments putting things in having multiple compartments missiles that fire all the the whole package and plus you know you can also roll it around like a like you would a big tonka truck or at least jason i know you and i growing up you'd roll it around like you did the rolling thunder or any other you know big gi joe vehicle so that that vehicle for me gets the vote, absolutely.
2: Uh, Ryan, what is in your opinion? What's the uh, best uh, Revenge of the Sith vehicle of all time?
0: Well, you know, like Jake said, I kind of went with the, the initial stuff from Revenge of the Sith, and I think I'm going to stick with that. I, the Turbo Tank is cool; I do like that vehicle, but um, I, I'm actually going to go with the Arc One Hundred and Seventy. Uh, when that came out, I bought, number one, it was only $30 when it came out. And you think about prices of things nowadays, that's amazing. I remember buying this for 30 bucks and bringing it home and putting it together. could not believe how big it was for 30 bucks, and I just loved the features. It's kind of got that World War II uh, PBY type of idea to it, which I love World War II aircraft. So it kind of fits well with that, with what I like. Um, it also kind of reminds me of that uh, post-Power of the Force, duh, two cockpit X-wing idea that, uh, Kenner was proposing, um, as it does have two basic cockpits or two places, uh, kind of behind and up from, uh, the other for, uh, pilots to sit. Uh, it does have a droid socket. Uh, I just, I love the vehicle. It's huge. And it was a good bargain at the time. Uh, definitely my favorite for Re- revenge of the Sith.
2: And, uh, once again, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Ryan. Um, I my favorite vehicle from Revenge of the Sith uh, as far as the toy line goes is the uh the ARC 170 or ARC 170. Um I think it's really great and I passed on it when it came out because uh, I was just did not have a lot of cash on hand for, in 2005 to spend on vehicles. I mainly just picked up the figures. Um I still don't have the Revenge of the Sith version. I only have the re-release, the uh, Clone Wars re-release from uh, 2008. So, and I've always thought they looked similar enough that I didn't feel like I needed to go back and get the uh, actual Revenge of the Sith one, but I still might like to. I don't know how much those go for these days. Probably a lot more than
3: $30. Don't make me tell the story again, please.
2: <laughs> All your stuff was stolen. Kind of like Tom, except you cared.
3: I cared a lot, yes. Yes. This is, uh... Revenge of the Sith is, uh... Shortly after the movie came out is when I moved to the Caribbean, uh for a little over a year. And during that time, I had a friend collecting for me uh here. I was sending him money and he was picking me up stuff. And so uh, he had quite a bit of it. And so he's keeping it in his uh, storage locker that he had. And one day it got vandalized and broken into and they stole a bunch of his stuff. I feel worse for him because he lost a lot more than me. But yes, he did lose um, things like I had the Mustafar set, and I had the uh, gunship, and I had the arc fighter, and I had all the, like the, uh, what was, it? was it Target or Sam's Club? No, it was, sorry, Costco or Sam's Club had some exclusive versions that had like even more additional figures. Was that Mustafar? I think it was Mustafar. Anyway, I lost all that stuff. And so I've been having, like you, I haven't put a full complete collection of Revenge of the Sith back together because mostly things like that arc fighter, like Mustafar, like the gunship, they have held their value. Yeah, strangely enough.
2: Yeah, about uh, five and maybe five or six years ago, I finally picked up that Mustafar set, loose, complete, and it was like fifty bucks. So,
3: yeah, I bought I bought a boxed one last year. I got it in a trade, but it was the equivalent of a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, open it up and check out those figures. You'll (laughs) (laughs) worth every penny. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and moving on to worst vehicle of all time, Chris B. What was the worst? The worst
1: vehicle? I'm not sure if it the one that I picked is really the worst, but what's always bugged me about um, Grievous's wheel bike? (laughs) Dang it! Um, Grievous' wheel bike, Hasbro put the seat on the wrong side of the vehicle. Yes, <laughs> and it just always bugged me, you know. And so that's that's my pick for
2: for the worst vehicle. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, s- yeah that bugs me too. I uh, and I kind of forgot about the, that, but thanks for reminding me. Next time I look at it.
1: it <laughs> yeah, the figure that they included with it was was just utter crap as well. It was, uh, I think, it had like. Two joints or something weird like that. It was almost not painted at all. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, a weird set, you know. Would you? So I, I'll go.
2: Would Would you rather that with some of these play sets and vehicles that instead of including figures that are not painted, not fully articulated, and in general look just terrible, that they just not include a figure and make the vehicle a little better? Or do, do they feel you they can sell more vehicles when they pack in these crappy figures? It's...
1: Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah.
2: Maybe it's more appealing to the parents because they know they don't have to buy a figure too. They can just get the.
1: There you the go. That's thing. exactly what, that's exactly what that
2: is. Yeah. Uh, Jake, where are you on worst vehicles of all time?
3: <laughs> that, that uh, wheel bike is definitely, um, you know, I'll, other than Hasbro flipping the sides to it, I don't know if it's fully Hasbro's fault. I think it's just the design of the whole vehicle wasn't – you know, like you said, the turbo tank you don't equate with Star Wars. I can kind of get behind that because it kind of just looks like an add ad on wheels if you think of it that way. Um, whereas the wheel bike, man, there's nothing like that in the – especially the original trilogy. That thing is just – weird and complex and seems quasi-impractical and can drive straight down cliff walls. I think the design of it from Lucasfilm's side makes it not a good vehicle, and I don't think I can blame Hasbro for that. So um, which vehicle would uh, hold that title? Ugh. You know what? I I didn't care for... Later on, they got rid of the feature, but the first eight TRTs had the walk walking feature. Yes. And, I, and I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I wasn't a big fan of the way that, you know, some of the things they had to sacrifice to make it a walking feature. Now, that yes, thing, I know they changed.
2: That what, thing that? hobbles more than walks.
3: Yes. And yeah, <laughs> it's not even a practical no. walking feature if you will, if y'all have it there. Now, um, now it looks of course a little more authentic than the Clone Wars ones cuz they had an animated version of it but I don't know there's something always off about the ATRT I, I I never it never clicked with me and that that toy so and plus it really walk didn't really walk um something about an open uh, an open walker Seems wrong because we're used to these big adats that really have lots of armor plating, and then you have the ATST, which is a confined cockpit, and now you just sit a dude on top of one. It just seems impractical from a walker perspective. Mm-hmm. But you know, speeder bikes I can get behind because they move fast; they can dodge. You can't hit them. But a walker, this thing limps along. It seems like he's an easy shot. So I'm going with the ATRT from 2005.
2: Uh, Ryan, what are you going with for worst vehicle ever? from Revenge of the Sith. Uh,
3: I'm with Chris on the wheel
0: bike uh, for basically the same reasons. Um, Pretty much number one is they just put the seat for Grievous on the wrong side. And that just always bugged me Uh, since the day I got it. I tried to figure out, Oh, maybe if you flip it around, no. Um, Yeah. I'm just going to go through the the wheel bike for everything. Chris said.
2: Now, didn't they make a cheaper version of the wheel bike a couple years ago? Like when that was even worse, yeah, they did a
0: deluxe one with the Clone Wars line, uh, uh, and Grievous just sat in the middle of the wheel on that one, and it was even smaller. Uh, it, it's kind of the idea of the wheel bike, but a little different. That was kind of when they were doing the mini rigs for Clone mm. Wars. That's basically what that was. I never did pick that one up. So That one I could give a pass because it reminds me of vintage mini rigs, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a mini rig version of a bigger, bigger vehicle. So I'm okay with that. But when they try to make the real thing and they don't get it right, that bothers me. It'd be like if they made the Millennium Falcon and put the cockpit on the wrong side. Yeah. Okay, maybe not that <laughs> bad, but, you know, that idea.
2: <laughs> um, I had a hard time with this one because I don't really dislike any of the vehicles for Revenge of the Sith. There's none that I can point to and say, I really don't like this one. Even the wheel bike, I think it looks okay on the shelf. I think it looks kind of cool, actually. Um, I do definitely understand you guys' problem with it, but um, I was thinking maybe I'd go with the Boga just because I think it's pretty underscaled for what it should be um, with Obi-Wan. The Boga? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, it's a that's, a, huh? that's a vehicle. <laughs> huh? That's a creature. Can that not be a Well... <laughs> it's in the vehicle assortment It says action figure vehicles I'm, I'm, I've i got the, the Revenge of the Sith uh, Product catalog And it's it's with the vehicles You know, I don't even have the boga um, That was the most That was one of the most annoying things ever In Revenge of the Sith The noise that that creature made I don't um, <laughs> I Once it got shot and, and was killed I was very happy Because that is the most annoying scream ever And uh
3: What makes you think it died? It got shot and fell off a cliff. Come on now. That doesn't mean dead in Star Wars.
2: Yeah, well, maybe it got a spider body. I don't know. (laughs) Spider. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: Oh, I want that art, please. Someone draw that art.
2: But Boga, spider spider body. The the (laughs) Obi-Wan that comes with it looks kind of cheap, too. Um, So, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with the Boga. I also thought about going with the uh, Saga Legends... uh, Anakin uh, Skywalker's Jedi uh, Starfighter, just because I I really dislike how they've been shrinking vehicles down. Um, So, you know, maybe I'll just go with that one. I don't know. I I, I just don't. There's just nothing that I really uh, have a strong feeling about not liking in this line. So it's kind of a hard one. But uh, I'll just say for the record, I'll go with the Boga because I I just don't like the Boga um i didn't put a category for play sets i know in the other shows we've talked about play sets there's really i mean there's kind of only one play set with this line and that's mustafar i know there's some some battle arenas that they kind of call play sets but uh not really they're more like just stands for the figures um what do you guys think of this mustafar playset? i know we I, we've just talked about the figures but the play set itself uh chris what are your impressions of this thing um, I like
1: it. I think it's a. I think it's a great idea. I mean, people have been asking for playsets for a long time, you know, over and over again, and they made one. It sure it should have been bigger. It could have been more detailed and everything, but um, I, I think it works okay for a playset, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Uh, Jake, uh,
3: for the Mustafar, yeah, I haven't fully, like I said, I haven't opened it yet, so I haven't got hands on. I only got it in a trade last year and i just you know just got you know behind on opening some of the bigger stuff so um yeah i haven't got my hands on it i mean i've seen i've seen them loose it definitely doesn't seem as uh put together as maybe um other you know i mean like definitely the Kenner, some of the big, bigger mm-hmm. Kenner play sets outshine it by far. I mean, it seems kind of like a willy nilly thrown together. Yeah. Geonosis, you know, kind of makes sense. It's not, you know, necessarily, of course, nothing's in scale, but a little more proportionate than I feel like Mustafar is.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it gives, it's got, I guess it's got the right feeling. It, it shoots, it. you know, it shoots out these weird plastic balls that are, Supposed to be lava balls or something. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, and it's got this little thing where the figure can fall through and a disc flips, and, it, and it's supposed to look like maybe Anakin's hand reaching out out of the lava. Um, I do like it. I'm glad I have it. I I feel like it could have been better, but then again, I don't know what exactly they should have done to make it better. Um, Ryan, what are your uh, thoughts on this playset?
0: I'm kinda of with you, Jason. I, I thought it could have been better. It could have been bigger. But but I gotta say it made an awesome Indiana Jones playset. Um,
2: yes. I yes <laughs> they took, definitely.
0: It works it works a lot better as an indie playset. They they took away some of the other features that were the Mustafar. On the top they have a statue that comes down to make stairs. Uh the front has uh kind of two dragon type things. Uh, then it's for the quick, for the lava where you have the hand coming out, it's actually quicksand, which makes a little more sense. It's got a tree on the side with a whip attached to it. Um, it actually, I I thought it worked a lot better as the Indiana Jones playset than Mustafar. Um, and it's kind of too bad because it was a decent Mustafar set, but the Indiana Jones set actually makes a better set for it.
2: Yeah. Um, what other kind of, uh, Oh, here we go. What, uh, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I got to keep rolling. Um, let's move on next to what figure... Hold on. Okay. What figure do you think we still need from Hasbro for Revenge of the Sith? What's What's missing from the line? Do we need more, another Anakin, another Obi-Wan? Um, what do we need for them to make? Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. I don't think I need another Anakin or
1: Obi-Wan, <laughs> really. Um, minute, so. Haven't had enough um, yet. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are definitely a lot of cool psych characters and background aliens in the movie, which I would like to see. I mean, the, the opera scene, for example, was pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind some uh, some of those figures or some of the more Senator-like uh, characters that stood around in the opera scene. Um There's also the, uh, I'm not sure what it's called. Maybe Jake probably knows, but there's a female droid or several female droids. The Betty Bot. Yes, exactly. Um, We'd love to see that figure, for example. Um, And I feel like we haven't really gotten a really awesome Wookiee Warrior yet. I mean, some of them were pretty decent, but I feel like, you know, I'd like to have them take another look at it and see what they could do with you know, more articulation and do just a better job overall on, on those characters. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. But, you know, mainly background stuff. I mean, for Maze Windu and, and you know, I, I think we're pretty much all set. I mean, Darth Sidious has always been a bit tricky with them. There's always feels like... They're getting some stuff right on Sidious, but others not so much, and so you kind of end up with a figure that's just average. So maybe they should go and take another look at Sidious. Um, but for the main characters overall, I think um, I think they've done a good job. But I'd like to see more background aliens for sure.
2: Uh, Jake, what uh, figure do you think we still need from Hasbro from for, from Revenge of the Sith?
3: So what I secretly look at when I'm thinking of figures that have yet been made, um, I agree with Chris, most of them are tertiary characters, background characters, you know. But, uh, but when put, trying to put a priority to which ones should be made over others, I always go back to, um, I really think my personal preference would be that Hasbro would focus in on characters who have speaking lines. And I really like people who help advance the plot or reveal things in the story. And so I feel like those people should have priority over someone who's standing behind someone for five seconds or four or three or two. Um, So with that being the case, that kind of narrows the list a little bit. Um, Now, I know it seems like a weird – seems like really weird – uh, request of figures, but I felt like they played an important role. Um, but I'd like to see a two-pack of the medical droids that attend to Padme at the very end that essentially deliver Luke and Leia. I mean, without them, that's kind of kind of a vital scene, especially for uh, continuing on to the original trilogy. But you know, I could I understand why they haven't made those because it's kind of a weird choice. Um, other droids uh well they've actually they've actually strangely enough they've made uh more than you would think the Betty bots though like Chris mentioned we haven't got um I would like to see some of the uh what is it called the two thousand the petition of two thousand the two thousand senators who signed the uh you know the ones that were kind of starting the you know essentially the rebellion against the uh empire at that point so they're, they're, i think it's a big cut scene where you see a lot of those uh characters get a lot of screen time and a lot of lines but um i would prefer to see those characters with speaking lines over characters who just kind of show up for a minute so there's a lot i mean there's a lot i mean
2: do you the- pick one which who would you go with oh jeez <laughs> Okay. It.
3: That's, um, that's fair enough.
2: Okay. Yeah, there's too many. Ryan, too many. Who do we still need?
0: Uh, Chris brought up the Betty Bot. That's one I've been for years. I'm surprised they've never done. Uh, they're all over the place in Revenge of the Sith, and they've showed up again in Clone Wars, and I'm, I'm really shocked that that's never happened. Um, which what Jake's saying about uh, characters that that have lines, my. My brain immediately went to Jar Jar, who has one line <laughs> in the movie, and they never did a Revenge of the Sith Jar Jar, but that's not something I really want. Um, if I were to go for something like the main character, I was – prequels, I always look at Padme's, honestly, because there's always Padme's that have never been done. And there's the Padme at the very beginning of the movie when Anakin meets her right after he crashes the starship and hugs her, and she kind of has the, the almost bun look on her, her head um, – they only did two Padmes from Revenge of the Sith. So I think this would be a good one. Either that or the Senate one from when the uh, Emperor is announcing the, that it's becoming the Empire. Either one of those Padmes would be good ones.
2: What about good
3: point. the funeral ones? Kinda yeah, cool do you think Casper
2: ever would do a funeral, a funeral Padme? Uh, you know,
3: you remember a few years ago at uh,
0: San Diego, they showed a funeral pyre Vader that they still right. haven't done. Which my fingers are crossed that maybe you'll tie in the Force Awakens so they'll mm-hmm. release it there. Um, but yeah, dead figures doesn't seem to be something they go for. I mean, they could have a whole line. You'd have funeral Padme and burning Qui Gon and funeral Pyre Vader and burnt Lars, and they they could go on and on with it. It'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they really seem to stay away from those. I I doubt they would do a funeral Padme.
2: Yeah. Um. I feel like we've got plenty of Revenge of the Sith figures so this was a hard one for me. There's more Attack of the Clones figures that I still would like to see made than Revenge of the Sith but uh, I, I'm gonna go with uh, one of my focus characters, C.O. Bibble. He, uh, he was kind of a main character in The Phantom Menace um, and he had a lot of lines in the first film. Um, not so many in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith but I really would have liked an updated version of him an older version because they aged him for the, for revenge of the Sith. He's only in the, uh, I think it's just the, just the funeral scene. I think is, is his one appearance. So I right. def I definitely no. would want that. Um, I know Ryan mentioned Jar Jar. I, you know, I know Lucas chickened out with Jar Jar. Um, but he is one to me. He's one of the main characters of the prequels. He's, he's, he like it or not. He is, I think it's very strange how he just kind of vanished for Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I know clearly a reaction to the fans hating Jar Jar in the first movie. But I think he deserved at least one more figure. Um, I don't know if he's wearing anything different than he is from Attack of the Clones. And they did make that figure, but uh, he's got that weird pose from Attack of the Clones. Really weird. I don't know what he's doing, (laughs) proposing a law or something. I don't know. Proposing an amendment. Um, So I think uh, Jar Jar would probably be my second pick. So definitely CO Bibble first, though, followed by Jar Jar.
3: And I'll agree with Ryan. I think Padme doesn't have her. They haven't done due diligence on her for. (laughs) Because you also got the green robe that she wears in that film as well. There's there's a handful of Padmes.
2: Um, And then that goes to vehicles. Is there anything they haven't made? Uh, Chris.
1: Um, what they haven't yeah, made. Is there
2: I, any um, vehicles, you think they should still make or should still make?
1: Well, I there's a, there's a couple of them. I mean the uh, the Emperor's shuttle at the end when he flies cool. Anakin no. back. Um, yeah, I thought that was, that was a really cool looking vehicle. Um, but you know, I also kind of like, um, I actually really liked Anakin's the the, the speeder that Anakin. Steals in Attack of the Clones, the yellow one, where they chase through Coruscant, and there is a similar one in in Sith where Bail Organa has a red one.
3: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, it looks slightly different, but I kind of I kind of wanted that. I was hoping they they'd release that, but they never they never did. So I guess I would pick those two, and you know there is Padme's Padme's uh, royal, yeah. senator or whatever starship that she's flying over to Mustafar. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been kind of cool as well to see that. Um, so, but you know, I guess my first pick would be the Empress Shuttle that we see.
2: Yeah, good, good choice, uh, Jake. Yeah, that's
3: that's a good pick. Um, but for stuff they haven't done, uh, they've also we didn't play a huge role, but it did have a little cameo at the, begin- at the beginning of the film there was the uh, firefighting ships that are on Coruscant that spray down the invisible hand as it crashes down into um, Coruscant.
1: Those look really cool. Yeah,
3: I always yeah. thought that was a cool design. You know, and they could totally have a water feature there, you know, if you're looking for an action feature. Um, so you have those... And, uh, the other one I was thinking about was the, um, I have always wanted a, uh, like the shuttle that they always, uh, get in on Coruscant, you know, just the little transportation, I think trams or whatever they are. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about mm. where they Yeah. always are climbing yeah. into, um, I think those are pretty cool. And then the other cool one, of course, would be, uh, to, make one of those uh you know be way out of scale but to make some version of a uh the star destroyers that show up in that film yeah you know the not quite star destroyers would be mm-hmm. cool
2: they could just repaint the uh, old kenner uh star destroyer playset, <laughs> put that back out there i'd buy that again that's, that's what i was gonna say <laughs> uh ryan what are your pick what's your pick well, well,
0: since you took away the, the starter story or playset slash ship type thing <laughs> that Tom hates, um, I would actually go with uh, Tanta V4. Um, only, it's something I've always wanted ever since I saw the, the plans for them to do one in the vintage line. It still has never been done as an action figure vehicle. Um, I know it was underscaled in the vintage line. I wouldn't mind it being slightly underscaled in this, or not slightly, quite a bit underscaled, but it would still be kind of a fun playset and they could have done one with the, the blue uh, highlights for Revenge of the Sith and done one for red for A New Hope. They would have gotten two releases out of it. I was kind of hoping it would come since it featured prominently in the movie, but we never did get it.
2: Okay. Um, I would say, for me, I would say, the, is it The Invisible Hand? Is that Grievous' ship? Uh, Grievous' yes. ship, not Grievous' fighter, but Grievous' ship from the beginning of the, uh, the film. That, uh, I think that could make a great playset. Um, have a, uh, you know, a lot of action happens, uh, during that, during that sequence. Um, you could make it where, you know, a space for Dooku and Anakin to battle. Uh, you could make maybe the elevator on it or something. I guess it'd be more of a playset than a vehicle, but the, the lines kind of blurred with Star Wars between play sets and vehicles.
3: Oh, yeah. And you can have the, um, the uh, bay where they crash land in and R2 has his little shenanigans yeah, there as well. I think
2: there would be a lot of possibilities. Um, I suppose when they made the play set for Mustafar that, I guess that is probably the most iconic thing they could come up with but I think I almost would have rather had a uh, invisible hand play set. Um, yeah. Okay, that's it for the uh, questions. Um just uh, 10 years of Revenge of the Sith toys. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts on the last 10 years of toys from this film?
1: I think Hasbro's done a really good job overall. And especially the launch of the, uh, the Revenge of the Sith line was fantastic. And I think that's a, a movie, out of the six movies that we have, I feel like Sith is well represented in the toy line overall. Um, so I think they've done a really good job and I think it's been fun collecting those figures. Absolutely. Uh, Jake?
3: I uh, I think it's probably my I don't know. It, it's my most conflicted toy line from a movie that they've made to date. Um, Phantom Menace I had no problems with whatsoever. Uh, Attack of the Clones I didn't like the pre-posed uh, features. And the with uh, but I, it didn't bother me. The preposes didn't bother me as much as some of the wonky action features that half the figures came from in the first line, um, in the first, you know, release of Revenge of the Sith stuff. Because, you know, you essentially had two lines. You had the collector focus line and then you had the action feature line that was supposed to be geared toward kids, you know, and even though the numbering kind of mashes them up together, they're meant to kind of be two separate things that you can kind of, you know, if you're a kid, you can have one. If you're a collector, you could focus on the other for us. Of course, we're all in, but yeah, it just didn't pay off quite as much as, um, as, uh, I would have preferred. So I'm hoping with the future that they don't go that route necessarily and have two kind of completely different lines. I mean, in regards to action features. Now it's okay for me if they go five POA because I'm not too hard on those. Um, so yeah. So Revenge of the Sith overall, uh, not as not probably my favorite, but um, still there was still a lot of great figures that come out of there. The collector side of that line made some really Really good figures, especially the the minor characters. They t- took a lot of time and energy with. So, yeah, I still enjoy them
2: today. Uh, Ryan, final thoughts on ten years of Revenge of the Sith toys?
0: I, I really think that the Revenge of the Sith uh, line was kind of a. I almost hate to put it this way, but it was like a, a Star Wars toy renaissance when it began. Up uh, until you know it was starting to kind of. Peter out in some ways before that. Yeah, we had the, the OTC and the, the vintage stuff right before that in 04. But Revenge of the Sith came out strong. I mean, there was tons of stuff, and we got excited. And let's face it, this is what started the whole clone craze. We got all sorts of colors of clones. And I remember back then I couldn't wait to get every kind of clone, the Beehive Trooper, you know, as well <laughs> as Barca and all that, and all the different colors. Like every clone, I was so excited to get them. Now I don't want to see another clone. But um, it really started that, because you get into that from there, and yeah, it slowed off a little after the movie, but then we hit with Clone Wars, and then with the Clone Wars wave, and the uh, vintage, well, not the Legacy line, or actually Build-A-Droid, and then into Legacy, it really just kind of built, built, built. And it was kind of started with that Revenge of the Sith. It became really popular for Star Wars figures again, and it seemed to grow from there. And so I kind of look at that as that, kind of new beginning, if you will, in 2005 that brought us uh, quite a bit from there until it started to die off really in
2: 2012. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the Revenge of the Sith uh, toys have been, for the most part, really well done. I think uh, from as far as prequel toys go, I think Revenge of the Sith has some of the cooler stuff. Um, my only thought about the line in general is that I think over the last 10 years they've produced... Too many uh, Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan's, and Anakin's. And maybe there's a consumer demand for it, and maybe, you know, that's probably why. But to me, it kind of makes the uh, the line a little stale because I'm just, I just feel like I've seen too many. Like, if I see another Anakin or Obi-Wan for Revenge of the Sith, I feel like sometimes I just want to scream. Um, but that aside, um, I think it's really a solid toy line. Revenge of the Sith, uh, Definitely a solid film, you know, aside from the toys, I, it's, it's, I don't know. I, uh, I think it's done well over the next 10 years, Who over the last 10 years. Now, what we'll get in the future from this film, who knows? I'm, I'm not sure they're going to make too much more, uh, prequel toys, but that's another show. Um, I think that's it. Um, anything else, anything, any final, I mean, that was kind of the wrap,
0: I really want to know Tom's favorite. Yeah. I
2: mean... Well we can we can ask him uh, next time we talk to Tom. I there can't you go. imagine Tom there you go. would have any idea. Like I, I think he wouldn't even know. Cause I'm sure he has not spent much time thinking about these toys. Oh probably not.
3: <laughs> that's that's the challenge to Tom. How many Revenge of the Sith characters can he even name?
2: Right. Right. Um, okay. Well that ends our uh, 10 years of Revenge of the Sith Toys episode. I want to thank my co hosts from JediBusiness.com Chris B. Thanks for having me on again. From Bendham to the Black Series. Vintage to modern. He collects them all. Our good friend Ryan.
3: I uh, enjoyed being here and once again.
2: From from Forlom to Zuckus. Jake.
3: Always a pleasure.
2: We will see you next time for Galaxy of Toys. This is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye.